The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. My name is Jared Johnson. I'm your host, and this is Season 2 of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to help accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital consumer experience. So on this program, if you've listened before, you realize that we have a variety of perspectives here. We have hospitals, health IT, medical devices, life sciences. We have all these perspectives talking about the same kinds of things, but from very different points of view. And that's because silos and the status quo no longer exist. We're no longer just marketers or developers or communicators or business people or strategists. We're builders of the future of healthcare. And our podcast is dedicated to helping us get better at it. So we hope you'll join us. We hope you'll join the posse here at the Healthcare Wrap. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. If you are interested in prior episodes, we hope you are. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap. And finally, a special thank you to Express Docs, Altera Digital, and the Podcast.Healthcare Network for helping us spread the awesome. We couldn't do this without you guys. And with that, I'd like to welcome our guest this week. I'm thrilled. I'm excited because she's on the cusp of a brand new journey. And this is just a fantastic step. It's something that we need to hear more about, quite frankly. So I want to welcome Jessica Walker to the program, who's the founder and CEO of Care Sherpa. Jessica, how are you doing? Hey, Jared, I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on and share this with you. You know, it's not always that we have a guest on that is that really is on the cusp of something that is just getting at such a point where it's so exciting to talk about. And there's a lot to it. We're going to get into what that is and what Care Sherpa is. But let me not put the cart before the horse. Let me give <laughs> you a chance to talk a little bit about where you are now what you're all about and how you got there. Well, Jared, I appreciate that. And, you know, it is, it's a fun, interesting journey. Anybody that knows me knows that I have such an eclectic background that uh, really when you look at what we're doing with CareSharp, it just brings it all together so perfectly in a package. But if I were to sum it up, at the end of the day, I've supported healthcare systems with a patient acquisition strategies, CRM strategies, other, you know, market acquisition and growth strategies. But one of the biggest discoveries we had that kept these programs and strategies from showing ROI is the what happens after the marketing was successful. As in, we've generated the lead, we've gotten folks excited, the now what? And that's really what CareSharp is all about, is helping the healthcare marketers and our revenue partners really think through, you know, after we spent this time, money, and expense to capture eyeballs and interests and hearts and minds, how do we keep that relationship going all the way through, not just from the one service, but across in retaining the relationship and engaging the 
patient and the consumer. What? I, see, I thought marketing was just the end all be all of everything, right? Isn't that like things are done at that point once we've run the campaigns? You know, the sad part is, Jared, as I tell people, I come to marketing completely dishonestly. And what I mean by that is that my background is more in analytics and strategy, et cetera. And so, you know, when I came to healthcare marketing, I was thinking, okay, well, we're all very clear about the tie back to ROI and we're very clear about, you know, the growth and the revenue and, you know, having this clear data line. And you know, as well as I do, that that's not as easy in healthcare. So unfortunately, many marketers, you know, if they're held accountable to any metrics at all, it really comes down to what I like to call some of those marketing metrics that look good and sound good when we're presenting it to a board, but you're really attributing it back to true growth and revenue and retention isn't always there. But I believe, and many others who I've been around in the space believe that's what's coming. That's the future of healthcare marketing of how do we really become strategic growth-minded partners where it's not just about beautiful billboards and sparkly new ads on Facebook, but truly, you know, is it making a difference? Are we growing and retaining and helping to support the growth of money so we can further the mission of the health system? I can say adamantly that marketing is not about glittery billboards. So uh, that's great. So what a way to dive into this because we're going to talk about how it all comes back to revenue and a concept that you're coining this phrase called revenue actualization. So let's dive into the rap battle and talk a little bit more about that. Rap battle. So the rap battle is where we challenge assumptions. We challenge just old, prior, past ideas, things that have been holding back healthcare. They usually have to do with marketing and sometimes it's the technologies behind them. In this case, it's a little bit of both. And we want to talk about what that means. And so Jessica, revenue actualization, that's kind of a new concept. It's, I think it's been there, but, but you're really able to clarify what that means and, and why marketers should be paying attention. So tell us more about that. Great. Thanks, Jared. You know, I do. There's one that, uh, again, having worked with uh, folks as we've talked about, you know, what are the key performance metrics when it comes to success of a marketing investment? Oftentimes we hear the terms of, you know, return on investment and ROI. And, you know, what does that look like in terms of uh, volume growth when it comes to these high value services or service lines? But one of the things, again, bringing my hat from old days of outside of industry, that'd be hospitality and financial industry. One of the things that we always talked about where it's not just about getting you in for this one singular promotional event. So let's say in the case of healthcare marketing, if we're promoting weight loss surgery or bariatric service line, that's fantastic that we grew volume for you with that specific surgery and you saw yield increase. But at the end of the day, is it really a true success measure if I've not been able to fully actualize the relationship? And what I mean by that is that all along the pathway to get me from interest to surgical table, there's other steps that I need from services and different relationship encounters. So whether that be, you know, the in the case of weight loss surgery, if that's the psyche evaluation or if it's a cardiology related screening, many healthcare systems are not mindful of that and allow that to be a gap or an area of leakage. So what we think about at Care Sherpa is how do you truly understand all those revenue relationship opportunities and really track are you fully actualizing along this pathway. And then taking it one step further, where it's not just about the one encounter and even that single pathway, but the question is, are we retaining the relationship and therefore continuing to actually
actualize. So many people think of this in terms of patient lifetime value, where I think that that's a good and interesting measure. But if we break it down for our marketing friends, you know, we think about it in terms of what's my true revenue margin opportunity within this service line. But then what are those halo areas that I also can take Let's also be honest, you know, when we talk about performance and wanting to share the good news that marketing is doing, we can show that direct relationship to that, that we did grow related service lines because of the uh, work that we did bringing in these consumers and tracking them through the process. Dissect that a little bit because I think there's several aspects to it. You know, it's looking at it from different from different angles and understanding. What about, you mentioned leakage itself. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I think that almost even sets the stage for the, for the need for this type of, of mm-hmm. concept and understanding what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Again, this just comes back to my history of having worked with um, marketers in the healthcare space where we focus on the end the end state, which is growing surgical volume, let's say, for many high-value service lines. And that's typically what a lot of marketers will spend a lot majority of their budgets on is these maybe top five high-value services. And so, yay, we grew volume. But then along the way, you know, what happened to those consumers who started the journey but stopped? because they went to a competitor or they started it and maybe they lost their motivation if it's an elective procedure or what happens, as I mentioned, you know, that they start along the way and then they go and get their services for screenings and evaluations with outside providers because of X and Y and Z. All that represents leakage. And when it comes to retaining the revenue and fully actualizing the relationship with the growth in mind with the consumers tied to services and level of engagement with the health system. So who are the players involved in this type of decision making? And, and is, it's obviously not all marketing, but who all would be involved in terms of even realizing that this is happening? I love how you started at the beginning of our conversation talking about breaking down the silos. And I would say the trend that I'm seeing, and I think it's a very positive trend, and we're getting this more and more in conversations I'm having, is that marketing recognizes, and they know, they can't do it alone. So there is a level of their being tasked to support the brand and support the growth and support the organization. But then they need those partners in operations. They need those partners in finance to also help support with data, with insights, with clearing the pathway for the consumer so that we can keep that leakage from happening, et cetera, and so forth. So back to your question, I think that what I'm seeing is the smart marketers are having those conversations up front before we are bringing in marketing investments or making those bigger investments because they realize they can keep pouring lots of marketing dollars down the drain and getting lots of advertisement out there. But if these areas are not all aligned, then again, that true actualization and ROI is not going to be there. So can you walk me through this a little bit then? So there's a a marketing campaign going on for a surgical service line. You know, it has been identified as with the proper business value. It's got the right contribution margin. We've had friends on this program talk about that before. We've had Paul Zablowski talk about that and really zero in on just even knowing which pieces to market in the first place. And I think this is even, this is related to that and kind of even comes into play. So say there is a campaign going on and, you know, the marketers are, are happy with that. Where do they then come to the point where they've realized, you know, we're not there yet. We're not achieving this concept of revenue actualization. What do they do about it? Well, I'm glad you asked, but I would actually challenge it, Jared, to say that it's it's even before we make those investments. So I go back to this visual idea of pouring marketing dollars down the drain. Because again, the worst thing you can do is get the word out there and you know really kind of spray the market with your wonderful brand and your messaging and how you're going to help impact lives. But then no one's there to pick up the phone when the consumer is interested in being a part of this journey. So 
the way that we see that we're helping organizations best is even if they've had existing campaigns, but maybe if they're considering pouring additional dollars into this or really ramping up their efforts or maybe being defensive strategy against competitive threat, by coming in and having these conversations, and we almost refer to it as like a revenue uh, analysis or even think of it as a campaign marketing readiness, where having a third-party partner such as CureSharp or others to come in and evaluate that holistically across the silos and just really set that baseline of performance to say, okay, today, before we do anything differently, before we pour additional dollars, here's where we are from a margin, from a you know number of days to convert to different stages, phases of the journey, where we are from a leakage, where we are from the ultimate even payer relationships. It's a holistic view of looking at this to say, again, from a strategy if we want to invest and grow, do we have full awareness of where we can all, meaning operations and marketing and financial, where we can all come arm in arm and help support, again, no money, no mission? Well, I like that because it really just puts it in perspective of what's the point of marketing if we don't understand some of these concepts and, and our goals are a lot more than engagement metrics, marketing metrics. It's not clicks, opens, engagements. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's helping at the end of the day. I feel like even talking through this concept of revenue actualization is helping train the marketer to think differently about their job. I mean, is there anything in particular, I guess, a starting point for someone who recognizes that we need to start thinking differently about this? We're trying to, we've been told we need to, but I don't know where to start. You know, what's, where's a good yeah. place for marketers to start thinking this way? You know, I think it is, is even just uh, to start with the question of, you know, if I bring that consumer to the door, if I bring them to the phone, if I bring them to their interests and they identify themselves, what is that journey? So people talk about it in patient journeys and, you know, that's its own component. But this is really that, you know, consumer conversion journey. And again, you know, we talk about what's the experience along the way. Leakage can happen also because there was a negative experience somewhere along that. Or again, no one answered the phone or whatever the case may be. So even without bringing in a partner like Care Sherpa, where you just spend the time and say from a strategic lens, are we ready? Are we ready to grow volume and not just ready from like, have we have appointments open or we have surgical suites open, but that experience readiness. You know, we all know the golden rule, right? In marketing is that level of you're better off not to do it than to do it and create a bit negative experience and actually detract from your brand. And, you know, I worked with a health system a while back that the marketers had done an amazing job to get a significant increase in their budget. And, you know, when I was on the vendor side, of course, it'd be easy for me to say, yeah, let's quadruple your digital campaigns or let's do even more direct mail outreach. But we really stopped and asked that question of, are you ready? What's that experience encounter going to look like? Even thinking about, you know, patient engagement metrics. Is this service line, this group ready to support, but are we going to be creating negative experiences if we don't address some of these? Now, of course, it's frustrating, right? Because it's going to slow you down and you're being tasked as a marketer to increase volumes and help support. But I argue that it's, you know, being much wiser with your spend to know that the dollars you are investing are not going down the drain. I need a dime, I ain't faking a book. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. 
You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mmm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. Are you finding that any silo in particular is more responsible for that spend? You know, so we're talking about... uh, in a perfect world, you've got marketing and you've got strategic planning. And you've got the business side talking to the marketing side, and that's a perfect marriage right there. But we know that's not the case. Why isn't it happening today? Like, why aren't healthcare organizations achieving revenue actualization today? What barriers are out there? This is one where I'm sure your listeners to point, you know, they're thinking I'm, I'm talking about sunshine and puppy dogs and fantasy land because at the end of the day, we know so many partners, marketers especially, are wearing so many different hats. So it comes down to time, right? Time and resources. And, you know, you think through, yes, I know many marketers want to be strategic, but they've got 17 other hats they're wearing and have to, you know, these deadlines that are occurring. So that's where, you know, I say the smart dollars come back to if you don't have the time and capacity, but again, rather than quadrupling your budget on an ad spend, is it smarter to invest in other partners that can come in and help to support and give you this, even this awareness assessment without even doing a full depth one gives you that level of, I found as well that um, armed with support, especially when it's outside where the marketers, you know, it's easier to go to operations then and say, I want to help support the service line, but it's taking 60 days for this first consult appointment to get scheduled. Let's work together. But armed with data and armed with insights, that makes that you're not going in calling someone's baby ugly without having some, let's be partners. So I guess the answer I would say, Jared, is that it comes down to time and focus, not a lack of desire. Well, you mentioned a, a key part of that, which is just the example you gave of being aware that there, if the marketing campaign is successful, and yet then somebody signs up, but then there's a 60-day waiting list you know, to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sounds like there's got to be a greater awareness of the operations going on underneath what's yeah. being marketed. Uh, can you tell us more about that? You know, what, what are you seeing in terms of barriers there? Well, you know, actually, you just prompted another thought in my mind too. And I say that one of the other gaps is data. I think that a marketer would die to have that real-time data to show, look, I'm bringing demand. I've got people, you know, filling out appointment requests and it's 60 days. But oftentimes, because of other systems and barriers or lack of foresight, getting that analysis unfortunately happens six, nine, 12 months down the road right, where they're not getting that in real time. So even taking that simple step of how can you start making sure that you're capturing your leads and even that first intake process, you know, what are the tools and and partners that you can have to help you support getting that so you can make smarter decisions and reallocate the budgets. I think that that's another way to just really kind of boil this ocean down and then gives you the data you need to be able to give the insights and the partnership oriented relationship conversations. I just love having this conversation, you know, in one way or another, because it's not the typical one three to five years ago. And even, even a year ago, I don't think this was the typical conversation happening between those involved in, in healthcare marketing. You know, it was, uh, it was all about what's the new 
you know, hey, it's IGTV, it's Instagram or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking tactics so yes. much, so frequently that we were, we, we were just expecting this, hey, there's a handoff with the business side. And of course, I'm sure all those, all those boxes are checked and just hand this to us. We can rock this thing. We can execute this campaign. We're tactics, tactics, tactics. And mm-hmm. what I'm just hearing is the, the role of the marketer at any point, the more that we are having that handshake with the business side and understanding the operations underneath it, that's actually going to lead us to execute our jobs better. We're going to do marketing better if we understand all those pieces because then the types of feedback that we get and the KPIs that we are measuring are going to tell us different things because we're looking for them. I mean, is, is, that, is that a fair assessment? I think it's very fair. I think, you know, really kind of being mindful. I mean, we know we've got amazing strategic smart people that know exactly how to place, you know, the ad in the right places and target, you know, we talk about all these partners such as predictive analytics around how to target, et cetera. So healthcare marketers can turn on the fire hose of demand. You know, we've seen that. But ultimately, if we're not mindful of the funnel and its capacity and we're just leaking out like a sieve, then, you know, we're doing a disservice. And I, you know, I would even dare say that we are, you know, missing using the funds when it comes to precious budget dollars. A health system I worked with not long ago where marketing had, you know, ignored a very high value service line because of other focuses, et cetera. And they were going to go in and double down and just ramp up marketing. And I went in with our support team and we discovered that at the end of the day, you can do that and you can spend those funds, but your lack of readiness and your lack of mindfulness with the consumer's journey along the way is actually going to have a negative consequence. So let's, again, spend less but spend smart, but then also make sure that we're mindful of the gap in the relationship and the experience. Excellent. I, I, I want to circle back on the term actualization one more time because it just it just dawned on me when you were saying that. It reminded me of where you got to that term itself. You know, I think you could have called this a lot of different things and it really rang true with me when you call it revenue actualization, just because isn't that you know harken back to some psychology classes I I've had and probably something we all learned in high school, but about, can you tell us where that term came from in terms of not even just related to the revenue, but isn't it the whole Maslow's hierarchy kind of thing? Exactly. There's a really great article by John Lanker. It's called The Five Keys to Consumer Cash Actualization. And it's this concept where, you know, thinking about the consumer relationships and how do you fully actualize. And, and, you know, people can talk about like engagement and whatnot. But I say actualization in terms of there's potential. It's just whether or not you've tapped into it and fully embraced it, put your arms around it. And again, we're talking about this from a consumer patient relationship. You know, it's one thing to attract me, it's one thing to motivate me to engage engage, actually convert me to have the service that you're asking me to be a part of with your marketing campaign. But then from there, you know, we really talk about actualization even gets into the alignment. So the things we've been talking about, such as conversion efficiencies and making sure that we've, you know, thought about engagement with this consumer in this relationship, even beyond the person, but asking, you know, are we fully actualized within the household that this consumer is a part of? And then from there, kind of that Maslow hierarchy of needs, the very top is that retention, right? So if you have fully thought about this, then that ability for that consumer to continuously cycle with you and you become their single source of 
care and single source of relationship, that's when you're at an actualization level. And I would say that, you know, you find that in pockets when you talk about, especially when it comes to oncology services and, you know, when you had such a dramatic life-saving relationship with a consumer, but then why couldn't you have that same type of emotional bonding with some of the other kind of maybe, you know, elective procedures? That's the gap. So we think about it from revenue, relationship fully being actualized. Perfect. Well, and anything else related to this concept that we haven't talked about yet that, that you want to make sure everyone understands? One thing I would just argue, because again, I'm a data girl and a data geek and what, you know, I always come back to you, like what's the performance metrics that we're looking at? And this is where, for me, where CareSherpa was founded is being able to give health systems, what are those core KPIs, milestones that really value the answer to the question, are we providing value as a marketer in showing that tied to dollars? But I say this from a perspective is that I would challenge the marketers out there when you're going to invest, you know, dare say 70% of your budget in a service line to help grow the system goes back to, are you capitalizing on that? And do you know, and do you have the metrics to, you know, follow through with that and show that? Now, it's not easy, you know, because again, going back to the silos, you may have the financial team that can't give you clear margins on certain components or finance may have a hard time with us investing in loss leaders, such as early screenings, et cetera. But again, if we talk about it with that larger view and we can talk about the actualization that happens because we take the loss up front, that's strategy. That's where you become a strategic seat at the table and can help show this to the relationship of growing the organization's revenue to further the mission. I love it. We're talking about this whole pyramid and we're, we are really getting down to some of the, the things that are going to be valuable, not just now, but but for many years to come. This is really where you know, this is really where it feels like marketing is, is making a big pivot in itself. So thanks for sharing yeah. that because I think this I think- whole concept is, is vital. Absolutely. I think any other industry, right? So the the tide, the the Titanic is shifting. And again, that's where, you know, you and I can get excited because we see it. And I think that the more that a healthcare marketer gets ahead of it and starts to reshift their, you know, focus, it's small baby steps, but shifting our focus, seeing that this is where all other industries are, healthcare will be there eventually. I hope so. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I I think you're right. Well, we're going to wrap up here with keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real is this new segment, and uh, it's been really fun because it's really gotten us a laser focused on what we can do today. This is one question, Jessica, and it's uh, we'll see where it goes because I never know where it's going to go. That's why I leave it open ended. That's why we do things like this, and it's really a one quick question, but it just has to do with kind of what do we do with what we just talked about, and where do we go from here? And sometimes it's even something more basic. So, again, this is what we've been asking. More recent guests, uh, John Lynn, James Gardner, we're just really just getting going with the segment. So I'm excited to see where you go with this. And here's the question. The question is, what's one thing the marketers can do better to improve healthcare now? I love that question, Jared. Oh my goodness. The first thing that comes to mind is I think it just brings together, puts a period around everything we've been talking about, which is don't be single service procedure or service line focused. Remember that, you know, the relationship is so much more than just that surgery or just that procedure. But then the extra that I'm going to add, because I, you know, I can't go just one, but I'm going to say it still fits in the category, is that in addition to the single line, you know, lack of removing that single line focus, the next thing is 
key, think of the holistic view of the consumer relationship. The other next way that I think that organizations are going to have to do is be mindful of the financial journey and how that also can impact the ongoing retention of the relationship with the consumer. So today, I would say that if a marketer sat down with operations and sat down with the financial team and said, okay, I'm about to turn on the spigot for, you know, let's say orthopedic surgeries. What does this look like after we get them in the door? You know, how are we supporting them when it comes to, you know, their payer relationships, when it comes to their financial obligations? How can marketing, you know, be mindful of that upfront so that we're bringing revenue to the door faster and retaining it because of, you know, helping to remove the barriers for bad debt and write-offs? That's a holistic view that I think that marketers can start doing today to be mindful of that. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks for that perspective. And if our, our listeners, I know some of them are, they're going to have some questions about this concept. Uh, how do they get hold of you? What's the best way for them to connect with you? I appreciate that, Jared. So the best way is Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A at care, C-A-R-E dash Sherpa, S-H-E-R-P-A dot com. I uh, would love that or find me on LinkedIn. Again, really excited to share this and have some great initial case studies if everyone wants to see a sense of what are those, and you like to call it the key of the Mazda, the Cadillac of how do you start this journey. Fantastic, Jessica. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program today. So much to learn, so much to think about. And for you listeners, thanks for tuning into this. Uh, this is really just, again, it's, it's where we see marketing pivoting and there's a lot more to this. We're going to be talking about these concepts and uh, we thank you for your time today. Keep an ear out for new segments like Keeping It Real, like we just shared with you and other updates to the podcast over the coming weeks. Join the posse for those of you who are just tuning in. Give us a listen. Check out previous episodes. We've been doing this for over a year now, so we've, we've got a lot more coming. You'll enjoy some of the guests that are coming up as well. Uh, listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Ulterra Digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Jessica and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 